Welcome, everybody, to issue nine of We Are Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And as always, I am your host, Eric, and the other guy is... Will. And we break down our favorite cartoon show, and we talk about all our favorite Marvel stuff, and just have a lot of Marvel fun on this show. So if this is your first time, we talk about Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and then we talk about how that relates back to the MCU, the rest of the Marvel wonderful universe that we all know and love. So, Will. Yes. What's today's episode? Today's episode is Living Legend. But before we do that. What? I got a question for you. Yes. How about we do some uh, checks and recs? Checks and recs? What do you mean? Yeah, I want to do some checks and recs before we start. Because you got to chickity check yourself <laughs> before you wreck yourself. So I just wanted to check in with you and see you know, how your week was. Uh, my week's good because this has been the Age of Ultron release week, so we've seen the movie. You listened to our special episode. We talked about our premiere on Monday. Uh, we had friends that went back to go see it this weekend. We haven't gotten a chance because we're very busy fellas. Wait, you didn't see it again? I, I'm busy and important oh man gosh. that needs to take care of business. Business. Got to take care of business. Numbers, numbers, business, business. Yes. So that's it? No other... No other, no other checks in, check, checking in with you and checking in. I don't know, it's just, you know, I just want to see how you're doing. I haven't seen you really since Monday, since our, well, since we recorded the uh, special episode. Uh, I haven't really done much. I just, you know, been working and doing business, business, numbers, numbers. Oh, okay. Because I, I have a, I have a music recommendation this week. You do? Yes. The Punch Brothers album. The uh, I, th- I think it's Phosphorescent Blues, isn't that what it is? The newest Punch Brothers album, excellent album. Oh yeah, it's a good it's good music. If you like bluegrass or roots music, it is two thumbs up from me, and then another two from Eric. I think that's four. Yes, he's that's he's got thumbs. thumbs up. So those are thumbs up, and and we will get your. Uh, so we had your check in. We'll get the uh, your wreck later. Yeah. Huh? Because we had the check, and now we get the wreck later. Okay. Well, so this issue, we will be watching uh, Living Legend from Earth's Mightiest Heroes from Avengers EMH. And we get to see Captain America again. We get to see Black Panther finally. Black Panther. It's introdu- introduction. And Zemo. Yes. And some ooze. A bunch of great things. But we'll get we'll talk more about that Uh after uh, we come back from watching it, we're gonna. Oh, that's right. We need to go watch it. We need to go watch it so we can I refresh ourselves. This. Yes. And after we go, after uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll talk about it again. Yeah. So right on the other side. Well, go watch it right now, and then we will recap the episode right on the other side of this break. Jarvis, scan for life forms. Mortal technology. You would do better to trust your eyes and ears. I'm picking something up. It's a life sign, but it's faint. That's so weird, though, since I can't see or hear it. And now we're back from watching the episode A Living Legend. No, just Living Legend, not A Living Legend. But he's A Living Legend. Right, but the episode is Living Legend, not A Living Legend. But, uh, that's, okay. But Captain America is an A. Like, yeah, but that, like, how, do you know, how do you but know, know English? <laughs> he's so A Living Legend. With that. How do you know the episode has to do with Captain America? Because who else is a living legend but Captain America? Uh, does it have to be Captain America? But who else is a living legend other than Captain America? Zemo. 
No one knows who that is. I don't. Uh, Captain America does. Captain Just like Amer- when Captain America tells him, "How come you're still alive? Death has no meaning for me." How yeah. do you not know who Zemo well, is? Yeah, but not everybody does. Not like the the populace of the MCU slash Marvel verse slash. He's still a legend. I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? Everybody knows who Captain America is. Not if I went on the streets of Ellis Island and was like... Ellis saw, Island doesn't have streets. Okay. If I was on the sidewalks of Ellis Island and I asked all those random citizens, hey, you know who Zemo is? Who? Well, yeah, because Captain America's uh, uh, statue is right there yeah. on Ellis Island. So, yeah, everybody would know who it is. Is there a statue for Zemo? No, because he's a bad guy. See? So, not a living legend. Whatever. Living legend. He's still alive and he's a legend. Therefore, living oh, legend. Yeah. Yeah, Captain America. Zemo. No. Now we know who loves Nazis and Hydra agents. That's not funny. Well, it's not funny. Wait. That's not funny. Will's a double Hydra agent. This is where he turns. No. And we get into battle. No. Okay. So the episode opens up with, I forgot already. <laughs> we just watched it. How can you forget? I ate lots of food. Well, because we see people fishing. That's right. In a Quinjet. And did you guys see a big green monster? And they point at a crater. And they're like, oh, this is where he could be. But no, he's not there. But what did we find? We found a Captain America shield. Yeah. And lo and behold, a Captain America with it. Ta-da! As a living legend in the ice. <sighs> and so uh, they open up, crack the ice open. He's blue. Um, and Which ca- means cold. I think so. Yeah, that's a universal, I'm cold. And runs off to Ellis Island to... Like as they wakes up, fights yeah, he everybody. Wakes up, on, by the time they're at Ellis Island, yeah. he wakes up. By the time they're back in New York, he fights everybody and kicks their butts in the Quinjet very easily, and then jumps off the Quinjet into the water by Ellis Island, and then keeps on kicking everybody's butt once he gets on Ellis Island. He even doesn't he kick uh, Giant Man's butt. No, Giant Man gets knocked out as every episode <laughs> because Giant Man gets knocked out every episode. But, uh, no, he's... He's more effective as Ant-Man. He is. Captain America's fighting with Iron Man. He ends up... He, Captain America, ends up putting one of the repulsor rays, deflecting one of the repulsor rays towards Giant Man. Giant Man catches it in the face and gets knocked out. Yeah. Because it's an episode of EMH with Giant Man, and every episode of EMH with Giant Man ends up with him getting knocked out. Because that's how Giant Man rolls. Well... Looks like it. So Giant Man gets knocked out. All the dudes get beaten up. After they all get beaten up, we find uh, beaten up, beaten up with okay. a Z. Okay. Um. After they get beaten up, talk to Wasp and Wasp like, Wasp like, hey, he, Captain America's like, I won't hit no lady, Hydra agent, but I will. Uh, but uh, you must step out of my way or some words like that. Yeah, but then she goes and shows him the statue of him and Bucky. And he says, R.I.P. My bad. Sorry, guys. R.I.P. Bucky. Yep. And then we see, uh, who is it? Strucker. 
Uh, it opens up on Strucker on Hydra Island on his on his Hydra well, it throne. It looks more like a tropical rainforest area. It's it's maybe Hydra like Island. In the Amazon, maybe or it's still like Hydra that. Island. He's oh wait, maybe it's in Brazil. I saw a movie where they cloned like Hitler and they were in Brazil. What movie was that? There's a movie where they clone Hitler. Was it Brazil? In Brazil. Was the movie Brazil? I don't know. Was it Brazil? What movie are you talking about? There's a movie where they clone Hitler. Are you talking about Kung Fury? Maybe. Um, they clone Hitler, and they have him raised in like. Oh no! Wait, they have him raised in Cuba. You're thinking. You're thinking of Archer. Maybe. <laughs> that might have. Because Krieger is a Hitler clone in Archer. He? Yes. I thought he was a Krieger clone. Clones of Krieger. No, he's a clone of Hitler. Oh. And then they're clones of Krieger, as well. Huh. Yeah, maybe that's what Archer, I'm great show as well, by the way. Just saying. We are Archer? Is that our next uh, podcast? That it's entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it. But yeah. anyway, uh, Hydra Base. Secret Hydra Base. Fair enough? Okay. Okay, Secret Hydra Base with Strucker and Grim Reaper. And then Zemo walks in and it was like, oh, hey, oh, ah. They get all scared and start bowing to Zemo. All the Hydra goons. And Strucker says, hey, you got out too. Good to see you. Zemo says, yeah, but you left me rot in jail, you jerk. You left I'm me rot to- jail? Yeah, you left me rot jail. Okay. That's how he talks. Okay. He's got a sock on his head. What do you expect? Well, the ends get out of the sock. They don't make it through. Exactly. Acoustics, everybody. Yes. <laughs> so he, Zemo has trouble saying in. So he said, you left me rot jail. And I'm here to take over Hydra because you aren't doing a good job. So I'm here to take over Hydra from you. Reaper, take him. Takes and out Reaper in two swipes. Yep. Rips his arm off because that's kind of what Reaper's good for is his cybernetic arm. They always gets ripped off. Mm-hmm. And then they're like uh, ready. Like it's about to be Strucker versus Zemo. But what happens? Some guy walks in. He's like, um, hey, guys, big news. Captain America's alive. So Zemo drops everything he's doing and says, all this time that I've been out of prison, because it's most likely been a couple weeks yeah, since he's been out of prison, all yep. my planning, all my breaking through, all this moment that led up to, yeah, I'm going to drop it right now, just because I got to go take out Captain Captain America. Yeah, I don't care about, I don't care about Hydra anymore. Hydra anymore. You can have Hydra, Strucker. I just want Captain America dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do like the flashback. Oh, you do because we the, get a couple flashbacks that we skipped that explain like the whole back and forth of how Zemo became. Yep, Zemo, Zemo, and and Captain America, and then we get the flashback at the beginning of the episode. Oh yeah, when he falls into the ice. Yep. To catch you up, if you, this is your first time seeing the like image. Yeah. But uh, we get a we get a Zemo flashback with Captain America fighting Zemo. That's pretty good. And Bucky, Bucky's there because it's. 1943 again. And uh, with, what is it it called? Something X. Oh. So they go in and they go into Dr. Zola's lab. In Dr. Zola's lab, him and Zemo have created the virus to take out the allies, Virus X. For those of you that can't understand Eric's accents, that was Virus X. My accents are perfect, William. Are you, I don't even know what you're trying to do. I am an agent of Hydra. 
That was actually better. Thank you. You've been practicing, haven't you? A little bit. You've been recording yourself? Uh, yes. And in, then practicing in the your accents. I don't want to know so about that. It, it, without the verb, it just doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I felt that bathroom verb. Whenever we have to pause the show to for a bathroom break, I always hear Eric singing in the bathroom. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm not singing. I'm going, Oh, that's good. Let me try that again. I am a Dr. Zola. <laughs> you are a Dr. Zola. And I get into character. Ah, uh, okay. So Zemo <laughs> gets Batman uh, 1 uh, slash Joker dumped, uh, covered in toxins. And instead of being Lucy Sockhead, becomes tight fit. Sockhead. Yes, because his his little collar, kind of you know doesn't doesn't. Oh, instead of being like a normal shirt, it becomes Under Armour. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it squeezes it's onto you. Twenty first century, <laughs> as opposed to the twentieth. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty cool because like now we see that he's actually Sockhead instead of just wearing a Sockhead guy. Yeah, wearing a sock over his head, he's actually Sockhead. But then one of our friends brought up a good point: How does he eat? Oh, me. I say he doesn't eat because food has no meaning to him, just like death. It's very powerful words and ominous and evilly. Well, yeah. It's Zemo. So then back to present times. Zemo goes looking for Zola. Yes. And finds him. We see Doughboy for the first time. Who is a Zola creation. That's not his name, is Doughboy. Huh? He's not no Doughboy. That's what his name is. He calls him something else. He's he like, calls him Doughboy. No, he calls him like uh, like a regular name. like Dennis? Oh, like Dennis. This is Dennis. He gets very excited. That no, he's a Doughboy. Uh, that's what he looks like. I feel like you were eating at that point and not paying attention. Uh, I feel like his name is Dennis. Or Thaddeus. Darius? Thaddeus. Thaddeus, like, like. Oh, I heard Darius, not Thaddeus. Darius is a good name too. Yeah, Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, there you go. Great band. Huh. Another recommendation. There it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do country music now. Um, really, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Huh. No, but uh, it's Doughboy. You know. It's Doughboy. Well, anywho, going past. Oh, that's the first anywho of the episode. I had to do it once. Had to do it once. All right, so that's one. Keep track of these. Spencer. That's one. Um, battle between uh, Zemo and our Doughboy. Well, not really. He just cuts Doughboy's arms off. Well, it was about to ensue, but uh, Zola stops it. But then Zola says, it's our friend Zemo, Doughboy. You remember him. And Doughboy Tries gets to hug a little- him. Yeah, Doughboy gets a little excited when he sees you, Baron Zemo. He just wanted to give you a hug. And Doughboy puts his arm around Zemo and Zemo shrugs it off. Like, just, nope, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I love me. it. I thought that was hilarious. So, after this, we find out that he's been getting treatment treatments from Zola. Yep, for, uh, for Virus her, X. For Virus X and for... I'm assuming that's how he eats now. He gets it through treatments. Oh, just yeah. Intravenous. Yes. And and so he's like, it's been a month uh, till expiration date. Thank God you came in today because. If you would have taken over Hydra, you would have died. Probably. (laughs) 
And um, he's like, we need to take out Captain America. Oh, yeah, because they need Captain America DNA. Just to fix them. To reverse the, the, the effects of Virus X. They need the Erskine Super Soldier formula. I can't believe nobody wrote that down. What? The Super Soldier formula. Well, he was going to write it right after he finished it. I feel like he should have wrote down like some notes, or at least. Well, maybe they're just yet to be discovered. No, 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 because there's been some work up to this. Like, I feel like it just it wasn't overnight. Like, huh, if I mix this, this, and add some Vita Rays, boom, Super Soldier. Well, yeah, that's how they did it in the 40s. That's how it worked back then? Yeah! 1940s science, everybody. Yeah, because Vita Rays. Yeah, Vita Rays. But remember... It matters. Well, he's not the only one. Red Skull was a super soldier. He just didn't have a pure heart. According eh, to the movies. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's the only one I know. Yes, Eric? Anywho. That's number two. <laughs> uh, we go back and we cut to Captain America and all the Avengers. And him getting comfortable in Avenger Mansion, saying, "Look, oh we, no, 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 we forgot Black Panther breaking into Avenger Mansion. We d- mm-hmm. and using his Black Panther USB. Yes, he does use his Black Panther USB to hack Jarvis, kind of. And then he goes down into the computer to search the records of all the Avengers. Yes, that's because we have data and files. That's it. I mean, slowly building back to more Panther stuff. Yes. But this is kind of our bigger introduction to Panther other than his like his solo part in the uh, Man on the Ant Hill episode. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we get back to Avengers Mansion. Wasp is kind of trying to... Comfort him. Comfort Captain America and kind of show him the ropes. But then we uh, see that he's got his old 1940s radio. But nope, it's not no 1940s radio because it has a computer in it, Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvis. Thanks, Jarvis. Well, all the other Avengers are out fighting uh, Doughboy on yeah. Ellis Island again. Why does Tony put Jarvis in everything? Well, because that's who controls the house. I mean, but everything. Like, do you need him in your radio? Well, yeah. Do you need him on the TV screen? Do you yeah. Need, do you need him on the toaster in the fridge? Yeah. Okay. Duh. Who's going to regulate the temperature of the refrigerator? Um, or who's going to regulate the toastiness of my toast? Because <laughs> clearly the numbers on my toaster don't correspond to time. They correspond to doneness. <laughs> the level of doneness. That's the numbers. Didn't Coffee Cup Bane show me that? Yeah, someone someone was it. Someone was like, oh, those numbers mean time? I thought I meant like the number of doneness. One burn, two burn, three burn, four burn. For for just for the record, Coffee Cup Bane did not think that. He read it somewhere and showed it to me. He didn't think that that's actually what it was. It's not as bad as uh. It's not as bad as what I read this weekend. This weekend I read someone's uh, Facebook post that said, "Man, I'm rooting for Floyd versus the Floyd Mayweather fight." <laughs> What is that? What is that YouTube video like? Stupid tweets. Oh yeah, the the funny like the people who can't like type or understands have no sense of understanding mints and words and grammar and things. <laughs> you silly naive people. 
He don't talk good like you and me. He don't. <laughs> you don't talk good English. <laughs> Vocabulistics. <laughs> good reference. Thank you. Uh, so Avengers out fighting Doughboy on Ellis Island. Iron Man says, man, I bet you Captain America is glad he's not here because this is probably too weird for him. Yep. Unbeknownst to him, it's actually a villain he's fought before. One of his classic villains. Arnim Zola's Doughboy, who Captain America's fought numerous times before because they are bitter enemies. <laughs> Wait, who's his arch nemesis? Would you say Red Skull? Who? Captain America? Yeah. Well, well, would you go with Zemo? I don't know. And, and you know, who's who's a better villain? Or Zola. Or Zola, yeah. Who's a better villain against Captain America? Hydra. Mm-hmm. Just Hydra in general. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, who, who's, who's Spider-Man's arch nemesis? Green Goblin. Really? Not Dr. Octopus? Mm-mm. Not Venom? Mm-mm. Venom's his, like, opposite. Well, this is the enemy sometimes, then. Yeah, he's his enemy sometimes. But I'm saying, like, day one, you know, Green Goblin's been there. Green Goblin did kill the love of his life, one Stacy. Uh, spoiler, thank you, you jerk. How do you not know that? Because I haven't read as much Spider-Man as you. That's true. Uh... And it didn't happen in Spider-Man 3. What do you mean, Spider-Man 3? The movie? The best movie ever, Spider-Man 3. Well, because in, in the Spider-Man movie, in the first run, Gwen Stacy isn't her, his high school sweetheart slash science buddy. She is a model. Yay. She did uh, Still, the- best movie ever is Spider-Man 3. Nah. I love it. Uh, I don't know. Retconning uh, Uncle Ben's death. Whatever. He dies. That's what's important. He doesn't come back. That's what's important in comics. <laughs> the only character ever that doesn't come back. The, the only person who stays dead. So, wait, okay, so you're asking me who Captain America's arch nemesis is? Yeah, who is his I arch- think it's Hy- Hydra. You think it's just generic Hydra? Yeah. Okay. Because Zola is Hydra. Zola doesn't really care about Captain America. Zola cares about being a science jerk. Misusing science, as Hank Hank Pym says in this episode. This was made by science? No, this was made by a man who misused science. Yeah, I feel like like it's Hydra, because when Zemo is in charge of Hydra, he's going after Captain America. And when Strucker is in charge of Hydra, he's kind of going after Captain America. But if I had to choose a guy, it's probably Zemo. Because I feel like in that first episode that we saw of EMH... It's Strucker that is more uh, obsessed with Nick Fury. Yes, yes. I see there. I agree. I think Hydra is a better villain. And just who's ever leading Hydra is Captain America's villain. Yeah. But uh, then we have a doughboy that also rings the doorbell of Avengers Mansion getting back to the episode. And And that's when Jarvis says, hey, there's somebody at the door. So, Doughboy forces his way in, fighting Wasp and Captain America without a shield. Yeah, just punchies. Yep. Good old fisticuffs. And we see that Wasp's 
uh, stings. Do really well against these. Yep. And she gets eaten and kind of takes out Doughboy from the inside. Explosion hits it. Yep. But then, you know, tragic, at this point, what? I was like, the animation on the show is pretty awesome. Not only with uh, our doughy characters, like mouth movements and eyes and expressions, but even with Wasp, the way she just expresses everything. Wait, who's that? Who's that guy from DC, the Batman villain, Clayface? Yes, I feel like I feel like Doughboy looks face wise, looks like Clayface. Yeah, they both don't have noses, and the shape of the mouth and eyes. Is what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Killer Croc doesn't have a nose. So anyway, uh, then out of nowhere, Wasp gets shot by and, Zemo. Yeah, Zemo's now in the mansion, and now it's a <gasps> breakdown between or mano down, a mano, one on one between Zemo, fisticuffs, fisticuffs, and Captain America. Yep. And so now it's going back and forth, but Zemo's got him on the edge. Why? Because he ain't got no his shield. Zemo's got a sword. And a dagger. And a sword. And so what happens? Right when it's about to go down and Captain America's going to die and get killed by Zemo, out of nowhere comes his shield and stops him. Who's that? It's a man in a black cat suit. <gasps> Saving the day. And then he zooms off away. Yep. And then... Captain America proceeds to kick Zemo's butt. Mm-hmm. And then Zemo sets off an explosion, and Captain America puts a shield in front of Wasp to save the unconscious Wasp, which is actually a really cool moment. I like yes. that. Well, he comes down swinging it like a kind of like a downward stabby motion. Yeah. Did they use that in any of the movies? When he catches that grenade. Yeah. When Peggy throws, or no, not Peggy. Tommy Lee Jones throws a grenade. He jumps on it. No, that's not using his shield. That's using himself as a shield. A shield nonetheless. No. I mean the shield. No, the shield is Strategic Homeland Intervention. Stop. Enforcement Logistics Division. Stop it. You know exactly what I mean. Now you're just being obtuse. I thought facetious. You don't know what obtuse means, do you? I don't know what okay. facetious means. I just like using those words. <laughs> just like using the words. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. So, uh, Captain America and Wasp go to Ellis Island to save the other Avengers because they're getting their butts kicked. And what do we find out? That that these guys are made by Zola, and how do you beat Zola monsters? They're unstable. So if you tune in to the right biometric frequency, you cancel phases. There's face, there's face cancellation. What you a face cancellation? You can stop everything. So there's face cancellation with Doughboy, and Doughboy becomes goo, not sentient anymore. <laughs> Just becomes dough for all of Ellis Island to bake bread. Pretty much. Speaking of, was Arnim Zola a baker before becoming a uh, an evil scientist? Or in no. order to be an evil scientist, do you have to be a baker beforehand? Because I feel like everything in his lab is very, it's very baker-ish. And then, he, and then he has Doughboy, and he's always wearing gloves, like he's going to do some baking. You wear gloves when you bake? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, I don't do that. Uh, yeah, to take it out of the oven, it's hot. Okay, well, those are oven mitts. That's gloves. 
Well, to each their own tomato, tomato. Anywho. That's three. <laughs> no, that was me making fun of you because you were going to say it. I saw it in your face. I knew you were going to say it. So I preempted it before you could do it. So you couldn't do it. it still counts as three. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Lies. It doesn't say I have to say it. It was just how many times it said on the episode. No, it's how many times you say it. Don't do it. Don't. Furthering the plot to what we are talking about, uh, we get... (laughs) (laughs) Furthering the plot. Look, I can't use my classic phrase. You can't have a transition without saying the word. We cut back to... (laughs) (laughs) And see... That, um, oh, what everybody's oh. covered in dough, everyone's covered in dough, yes. Um, Captain America, oh no, and Iron what I Man. was gonna say, what I was gonna originally say is no, Zola is a scientist, the first genetically modified human in 1939, genetically tried to modify himself, and he becomes that guy, yeah. But was he a baker beforehand? I don't know, he was a scientist, maybe his parent, maybe his dad was a baker, maybe, and so he's got this obsession with dough. Yeah. So anyway, uh, guys are. We get uh, we come back to Zemo going back to, to Zola's Zola's lab. Zola's lab. Yep. And he's saying we need, if we are to defeat Captain America, we must uh, kill the Avengers. So what what Zemo said, everybody, is, in order to kill Captain America, we have to kill the Avengers, and he keeps on looking for Zola. Zola, where are you? Zola got his butt kicked by Enchantress. And, and the guy, I always forget his name, Executioner. Executioner. And Enchantress basically says, so, you got a problem. I can be part of the solution. Which is good teamwork. Cut because, to black. Because whenever you, you have a problem, you always want to uh, uh, offer a solution for that problem. True. And talk so it out with friends. Is, yeah, Enchantress is helping out. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's the way to do it. Teamwork, problem solving. Yeah. And then we see back at Avengers Mansion. Captain America and Iron Man. Well, Tony Stark at this point because he doesn't have a suit. He doesn't have the suit on. Yeah, talking about was this stu- was it as weird to fight giant doe monsters in 1940? He said, Captain America says, yeah, and sometimes it was even weird. But don't bump. Did Captain America just make a joke? Why, yes, he did. But yes, you can call me Steve. Uh, who's the guy in the black suit that saved me? Who? Cut to black. Well, after he gives him the picture. Oh, yeah, he gives him the Howard Stark picture. Yeah, and makes him a member of the Avengers. And they shake hands. Yep. So now Captain America officially a member of the Avengers. Not the first Avenger, though. Nope. Maybe back in his time. But by the way, so in order to be a member of the Avengers, do you just have to get Tony's approval? Because he didn't get the card. No, he didn't get the card. And, but and Tony's leading the team, so I think you have to get approval from leader, right? But the leader you, of the Avengers. Wouldn't you think that that would be like a group decision, since it's a group? He's president; he gets to overrule everybody. Yeah, but that's why we have checks and balances. That's why we have checks and wrecks. No, that's why we have checks and balances. Uh, what form? Of, what? What are, what are the bylaws for the Avengers? I don't know. I would like Stanley. to read that book. Stanley, we need by- Avengers bylaws so we can actually see what the heck is going on. What with, the rules are. Yeah, what the rules are. Who is in charge? Who makes? 
who makes these decisions as to what are we going to have for dinner? Are we going out for pizza? Are we going to go out for Chinese food? Are we cooking in? Yeah, are we going to make something? Like pulled pork. Exactly, and macaroni and cheese. Or cream corn. Or cream corn. So, you know, who's making these decisions? We just named our dinner. (laughs) It's true. And we have apple pie cooling right now. And we had broccoli, too. Yes. We eat our vegetables. Vegetables are great for you. That's how you become big and strong like Captain America. We don't need no super soldier serum. All we need is vegetables. And vitamins. I was doing a public service announcement for vegetables, and you just ruined it. Well, add some vitamins, and we're all good. No. What are vitamins? That's the sun, isn't it? I don't. I don't really know. We're talking about Avengers bylaws. So Anywho. who's making those decisions? And by the way, I've never seen maid service. Tony says there's maid service, but what are the what are the rules for cleaning the danger room? True. Well, it's not for parents, though. Yeah, but you have to clean it. I mean, it didn't say self cleaning. It's not like my oven. <gasps> Your oven does that? Yeah, oven says self cleaning. Fancy. Well, basically, it just turns on on really high temperature and burns everything in there and smells. Do it with the windows open. <laughs> Another public service announcement from your <laughs> friends here at We Are EMH. <laughs> Be careful with self-cleaning ovens. Make sure you open your windows. Have a nice day. The more you know. Shooting star flies by. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, who cleans the danger room? Who takes out the trash? When it's trash day, does somebody take it out? Do they have recycling at Avengers Mansion? If so, who cleans the recycling recyclables? Because you can't just throw them in the same container. you got to clean and wash your recyclables first. Well, Where are the bylaws? That's a great question. Does the Justice League have bylaws like this? I want to know. These are burning questions that our fans need to know. Stanley, what the heck? Well, anyone over at Marvel, who knows? I know. Because Jonathan Hickman's writing the Avengers right now. Yeah. So hey, by the way, this Brian Michael up, Bendis wrote the Avengers last before him. Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis. Ask him? So I have a question for you. We see Stanley in all the movies. So far. Yes. All the Marvel movies. <gasps> what? Does that make him wait? Since he shows up all the time all over the place, does that make him like some kind of god? Do you have a theory about this that it's it's actually Stanley in Stanley's the movies? Stanley's like the Beyonder or something like that? Yes. The watcher. He's the watcher. Oh. Because he's always there. <laughs> what are you doing? I need to do research now. Okay. So, Stan Lee is like Marvel Papa, right? Uh-huh. But every time you show me, like, you showed me Zola today and Doughboy, just pictures, and you said, um, most of these guys were created by Jack Kirby. How come Jack Kirby well, no. doesn't get any mention for like it's always he does get mentioned, but it's always Stan but, Lee. But, but, calm down. I am not he does, calm. Does, I am not calm. He does get mentions. He when? does get mentioned in the stuff. It says created by Jack Lee. Uh, uh, I mean Stan Jack Lee. Lee, Stan Lee, and Jack Kirby. Yeah, but Jack Kirby's not in anything. Is he still well, alive? That's why I was gonna say. When did he die? Uh, I don't know. I don't have my phone on me. Oh, okay. I threw it at Seth. So he's been. He's dead. But we I would ask our producer, but just left. Yeah. To go pee. Yeah. As usual. It's been 25 minutes. It's been more like five, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like everybody knows Stan Lee, but nobody knows Jack Kirby. I, I, I feel like that's I, a little disappointing. I'm totally on board with you, and I agree with you. I think the world needs to know who Jack Kirby is, because Jack Kirby is not only a great artist, but he helped create a ton of... Of the Marvel heroes that everyone loves today, from the X-Men to the Avengers 
to I mean, he didn't do Spider-Man that was Dick Go. I mean he did so many characters and so many things the Fantastic Four well but what and that was their a... first book too you have to remember like coming back like Marvel Company before being Marvel was Atlas like comics and it was making zero money uh Stan Lee takes over and brings in Jack Kirby and whoever you ask if you ask Stan Lee it's like he calls in Jack they come with an idea um if you ask, ask Jack, Jack, Jack says Stan was having trouble. I come in and help him out. Like both of them, like refer to the other, saying that the other one helped the other. Yeah, he he called the other. Yeah, called the other yeah. and created the Fantastic Four. You know, and getting this very popular, interesting, you know, dynamic new superhero team. And was that under Marvel or was that still under? Atlas? That was under Marvel. Ah, and that was this before that. Oh wait, no. I'm thinking of Detective Comics, but that's Batman. That's that's the other group. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, but it, was there a falling out between Stan Lee and Jack Kirby at some point? Did Kirby leave Marvel at some point? See, there's he went back and forth because he did do stuff with DC. Ah, and I I want to say I want to be correct on this stuff, and this is a, like right now I'm reading uh, Sean Howes. Uh, uh, Marvel Comics, The Untold Story, which is a huge research about this. Like, he actually breaks, like, goes back and talks to people and talks about... History what, of Marvel. Yeah, history of okay. Marvel. So that's how I know that, like, if you ask one person, they say one thing. You ask another, this is what they say. Right. So, you know, there's two sides to the, you know, to the story. So... As there usually is in of stories. Of course. And so, just to not do a uh, disservice to the great... Uh, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. I would like to finish reading my book and come back and let you. Well, know. yeah, let's let's put a let's put a paperclip in that and make sure we talk about it again because I'm interested to know, you know, if there was a falling out, if Kirby left, if you know, if Stan Lee kind of took over. Oh, because Kirby also created blood. Captain America too. Ah, yeah. So I'd like to find out a little bit more about maybe maybe every week now we have a little bit of uh, Marvel history. Ooh, I can come back and tell you where I'm at in my book. Yeah. Let you know what's going on. Yeah, I like that. But that was uh, a long, circuitous route to the end of our uh, Living Legend episode. <laughs> it was a good one. A Living Legend? No, just Living Legend. Okay. Not a Living Legend. Ah. Because it could be Black Panther too. Mm, well, He's Black living. Panther is a legend, but not... He's living. Not T'Challa, because T'Chaka was the Black Panther. Yeah, but we don't know who Black Panther is. We just know it's a guy in a cat suit. We did see T'Challa put it on in the Ant Captain America didn't. That's true. So how does he know? Uh, he doesn't. Gah. He doesn't Eric. know anything. No one knows. Captain America is the only person who saw him. Exactly. And Zemo. Well, yeah, but Zemo doesn't count because apparently he's a bad guy and bad guys don't count. Mm. Uh, history is written by the victors, my friend. So. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Zemo defeated yet. He's lost battles, but not the war. Bah, bah, bah. That was that was good. Better than last All right, time. So, uh, what <laughs> what's your uh, book recommendation this week? Ah, uh, my book recommendation. It is Captain America, written by Rick Remender and art by John Romita Jr. Two awesome people. Another great writer that I love and an amazing artist that I cannot get over his art. Uh, and this one, the reason I recommend this one is because this is Captain America versus Zola in Dimension Z. So Captain America travels to Dimension Z, which is a place ruled by the evil scientist Armin Zola. 
and he must fight him and stop the battle here before he brings it back to America. There you go. So sounds a little crazy. When was it written? Um, I think 2014, November 21st. Oh, so it's a new book. It's a very recent book. Nice. It's either 13 or 14, I think. And remember that you need to uh, check out your local comic book shop. Comic book shop, because they often have some really great deals. Like this last Saturday was free comic book free day. comic book day. We posted it out on our social media, so if you follow us, you get to see you get a reminder. Yeah. So oftentimes stores will do that at your local comic book store. So don't just go online. Oh, and for future references, the first Saturday of every May is free comic book day and it is a day that a bunch of comic book companies, not only Marvel, DC, the major ones, but they bring out, you know, free comic books that you can go to the store and pick up, you know? For free. For free. Like literally you pick don't up. even have to buy them. And usually these are great jumping on points and ways to get you back into the stores. It's a great way to go see your local store because if you go to like freecomicbookday.com, you type in the zip, it tells you your nearby comic book stores yep. that participate with this and work with like companies you know very well you can go into these stores talk to them and you know hey what do you recommend well here's these five free issues that you should read and you know you read them you enjoy them you can come back to that store and purchase on the regs yeah and and comic book shop employees are very knowledgeable about books that you should read so they always have great recommendations for you if you go in and you say hey I'm interested in learning, I want to read some more Captain America, or I want to read some Black Panther, but I have never read any before. Where should I start? They will tell you exactly what you need to do, and they won't waste your time doing stupid storylines or craziness. Yeah, so, they'll tell you, hey, this is a good one. Yep. I like this one. Ooh, try that one. Yeah, so they ha- they always have great recommendations. Or you can always message us on one of our social media sites or our oh, website. Please. And we'll give you some recommendations as well. These are just Eric's recommendations for the week. That doesn't mean that there's not more stuff you should read. Exactly. Which reminds me. And if you're, you know, if you're listening to us and you're like, "Hey, um, what book should I read?" I'll totally do one. I'll totally do a. That'll be the recommendation of the week, and I'll recommend it to everyone. Yeah. And that reminds me. Uh, make sure that you go on iTunes and write reviews of us if you like the show. Mm-hmm. Give us a give us a good rating and review us because that's how we get more listeners. And the more listeners we get, the higher profile we get. The and we might get some discounts on stuff that we can pass along to you. Or of course, we'll get, we'll get some sponsorship and we can pass that stuff along to you, our loyal listeners. Because so, we want to do more cool stuff and give y'all yeah, cool stuff. We want to do some giveaways, exactly and stuff like that. But we need some. You know, we've reached out to some companies uh, here in Houston and nationally, but they we need, need some more numbers. numbers. Yep. They need some more numbers. It's business. They need to see numbers. So the more listeners we get, the more loyal fans like you we have, the better we can do with that. And that's how we're going we're gonna to get more listeners is through those reviews and through the positive reviews. And not just that. Go to, you know, like us on Facebook, like follow us on Twitter and follow us on Tumblr, you know, and we are EMH at all those things. So... And we will remind you again at the end of this issue. But for now, let's, let's, take, a, an, let's take another quick break. Let's come back and talk about Age of Ultron one more time. And I have an Ant-Man theory for you. Ooh. So we will talk about that on the other side of this break. If you have not seen Age of Ultron, go do it right now. Pause this episode or pause this issue. Go do it right now and then pick up when you finish watching it. Right. Yeah. Bioengineered monsters, freaky ooze creatures... Is that what it was like, fighting evil in the 40s? 
No. Sometimes it got strange. Did you just make a joke? Captain America has a sense of humor. <laughs> Don't get used to it, soldier. And please, call me Steve. Okay, now we're back from our pie break. You know, we had a break and we had apple pie. It was yes, good. we did. It was good. Aren't you jealous? It was McDonald's. Don't, 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 no. I'm that's, loving it. That's terrible. <laughs> that's so bad. And uh, first thing we needed to talk about, of course, because it had just happened, it is the weekend of the opening, the second highest grossing film in the United States of America. It is Age of Ultron. I think that, I feel like that's science. Did, did, did that sound like it was real? Yeah, oh, that was so Grossing. real. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Because I don't know, that might be true, might not be, I don't know. What's that? That it might be the... Second highest grossing? Yeah. It was probably the highest grossing of the weekend. For sure. For sure. Yeah, it's probably. Need to go give him more money then. Yeah, you do need to see it again. Moving on though. What? Did you notice some of the things? Uh, yes, I noticed things. The In the back of the flashback of Captain America, the band, it said uh, the Roy Thomas band. No. Yeah. What's Who's the Roy Thomas band? Uh, Roy Thomas is actually... You were just waiting for me to ask you that, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was. <laughs> the Roy Thomas was one of the uh, editors, uh, editor-in-chief over at Marvel when Ultron was created. Ah, I did not know this. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. A little, little shout out you know. to, to good old Roy Thomas there. Mm -hmm. What other things did I miss, Eric? Uh, when Tony puts in the new AI into his computer since... It says Friday. Yeah, it says Friday. Yeah. That's a reference to his girl Friday. I thought his girl was Pepper Potts. His girl is Pepper Potts. But his girl Friday reference back to Jostica, who is... Vision's daughter. No, uh, Ultron's evil robot lady created to um, yeah, but doesn't be his girlfriend. Yeah, but then Hank Pym marries Jocasta. The, let's not go any further with Jocasta stuff. I'm just saying. Comics, everybody. That stuff gets weirder. Comics Alliance. <laughs> just read it. Hank Pym. There you go. Find it. What else did I miss, Eric? Uh, Hulkbuster wasn't called Hulkbuster in the movie. What was it called? Victoria. Veronica. That was close. Which is a wink to... Veronica Mars. No, Veronica from Archie Comics. Oh, I thought it was Veronica Mars. Uh, if only. Okay, give me another one. Okay. <clears throat> you alright? Yes. Okay. You You're just on IMDb looking at the trivia. No, I'm not looking at trivia on IMDb, that's lies. I was clearing my throat, I'm still getting sick. And for reasons... When uh, when Vision comes over and saves Scarlet Witch last second, yes. What'd you see? Jesus. No, a hint of romance. Oh. For future, because eventually you know Vision and Scarlet Witch get crushes and fall in love. Speaking of crushes, Doctor Banner and and Romanoff. <laughs> yes. What WTF for me or you? Yeah, I, didn't I wanted the Hawkeye thing. I didn't see it coming. Me too. I wanted the Hawkeye thing. I wanted the Hawkeye. Instead, we well, no Hawkeye has a stupid family. Oh he's yeah, like a Family Guy. Because he hangs out on a farm because he's Farmer Barton. Yeah, 
All right, what else you got for me? Uh, when we first kind of see the Scarlet Witch, yeah. Uh, when she talks to Ultron, yeah. Uh, she's wearing a red hood, yeah. Right, yeah. That's a reference to her first appearance in the red hood. In the red, when she wears the red hood, is the first time we say we see her. It's like she is the Crimson Cowl. Ah, you know Marvel alliteration, everybody. Peter Parker, Crimson Cowl. You see where I'm Kirby going? Crackle. Ah, I do love me some Kirby Crackle. Yes, you do. We're watching the episode today, and you said Kirby Crackle. So many times. At least twice. Like I said, I got to call back to my, my boy, Jack Kirby. What else you got for me? Uh, Ultron at one point says, invaders become Avengers. Do you know what that was a reference to? Um, that was a reference to Martian Manhunter. No. And so, how no. the Atlantis was the original place that fans lived and then that's where the equator came from the door no close but <laughs> the first ever ice team, cube the first ever team like superhero team up in the marvel stuff was the invaders which had captain america bucky the human torch and namor which human torch the first one the not the, the robot one yeah ah so that there, there it is Helen Cho. Do you know who Helen Cho is? She was the doctor lady. Yes, but do you know who she is in comics? Um, she is uh, Tony Stark's on-again, off-again lady love from Korea. No, she is the mother of Amadeus Cho uh, from uh, the, the, the comic seventh, books. The seventh most intelligent person in the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Boy genius, Amadeus Cho. I was close. You know? I was close. Some things that... These are things that you might have missed when watching the movie. And I'm bringing back. Or not cared about. Or you were like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Who's Roy Thomas? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Great. What? Who are the other six most intelligent people in the world in Marvel? So if Amadeus Cho is number seven. Reed Richards. Yeah. Hank Pym. Yeah. Doctor Doom. Yeah. Tony Stark. That's four. Hank McCoy. Five. Maybe he's six, not seventh. I can't remember if he's six or seven. I'm an ace. Oh, the, the wizard. Gandalf? No, no, no. The dude with the... He has the floating powers. He's part of the Fearsome Four. Dumbledore? We'll go back. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> No, not the kind of wizard. Not the kind of wizard Double you're thinking door? of. Not the magic kind of wizard. Double door. You have to write it down for me. <laughs> Jesus, what? <laughs> so, how excited still are you about Age of Ultron? I'm still kind of really happy. I'm still getting over it. I tried to convince uh, my lady love to go watch it today. I was and trying to be like, did she? No, she's like, I'm too busy doing things. You know, the more I think about it, the more, I mean, it was good and I liked it, uh-huh. but it was, it was rushed. It wasn't. Yes. Cause I didn't expect I, I that. Like cool. it wasn't like it opens well. up on that fight. Oh, oh, those of you who aren't watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. They connect the movies because at the end of when we're recording this, this week's episode. Issue. It, issue. Uh, it ends with Clark Gregg saying, I found the uh, uh, 
Agent Phil Coulson saying, I found this uh, the scepter, the Loki scepter. Ah. This is where it's at and tells it to Maria Hill. Maria Hill eventually will tell the Avengers. And that's where the movie starts off in the cold, icy parts of Slovakia. Sokovia. Sokovia. Eastern European place. Yeah. I, the more I think about it, though, I just it was it was rushed. Oh, I, the I said jokes this... are stupid. Um, not all of them. Most of them. Some of. Are them... you playing hide the zucchini? Seriously. Oh. That's the dumbest thing ever. You know my girlfriend's better. Yeah, dumb. I like that one. Dumb. That back and forth. Dumb. With and Tony and, and language. Thor. We're gonna have language oh, be a running gag. I do. I did not care for the That's language stupid. recurring joke. It was dumb. Did not care for it. Exactly. It's still a good movie. No, I'm not saying it was a bad movie. I just felt like it was rushed. Uh, yeah, it did feel a little a little speed through. It did feel like we, we were trying to get through stuff. Because it opens up on a battle. It goes quickly to creating like a Ultron. Then it goes into all the Ultron stuff. It f- like it's a, I don't know. What's the runtime on the movie? Do you know? I don't know. I'm going to look. Two hours and 21 minutes. I wanted more... And it didn't feel like that. It felt like maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. So it felt really compact. I wanted more Ultron bots. Like, I feel like we didn't see him creating the Ultron bots. We just knew that they were there. Yeah. And then uh, they kill off... What's his name right away? Like you said... Um, oh yeah, Strucker. I said I said Strucker had almost no to no, no reason to be in it, and they have a Chitauri thing, giant worm, flying worm. Don't use. But it. what are they doing with it? They only use it for flashbacks. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of. I felt like it was rushed and really, not all that well done. No, like it. Uh, Again, and, and I it's liked a thing it. like where I was just like. Great, you know, you're stopping Strucker. Strucker is a comic book person, but you kill him off in, like, the first part of the movie. It was first act. Like, not even, like, we're done with act one, and we've already gotten rid of, like, a very, I felt like could have been used better yeah. villain. Like, I mean, save him for, you know, TV show stuff with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Save him for, you know, things that are going on with Captain America. Like, he was pulling strings behind it. Since we've gotten rid of Red Skull, they're gonna bring him back. You know, he's not. That was a double. Maybe comics. Everybody. It was an LMD. I do love me some LMDs. No, I mean, I think, I think they kind of just focused on the Vision and Ultron stuff. And I was talking to another friend who saw it, and he agrees with me. James Spader does a really great job. Not the right voice. You're so hung up on it. I'm not. I am. I'm not completely. Because I don't think it's. I don't it. think he's the right voice. I didn't mind him, at all. I thought he did fine. He's I got think, the same voice in great, everything he does, though. I thought he did a great job. Well, I'm I mean, not saying he didn't do a great job. I'm saying it's not the right voice. I mean, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with this. I'm gonna follow you. Okay. If, but then, what would or who would be the right voice? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't think it needs to be a known actor. You want it to There's be... so many great voice actors out there. Why can't we get a regular voice actor to do it? That's you true. You had Andy Serkis on set anyway. He could have done the motion capture for it because Spader did the motion capture. Yeah. Why not have him do the motion capture stuff for Ultron and then have somebody else voice it? Yeah, no, I completely follow you. Um, and I do agree there are many, many talented voice actors in the world. 
that uh, probably don't get enough, you know, like usage in stuff like this that play like these CG characters in in uh, in movies because you could save your your Bradley Coopers or your Vin Diesels or your James Spaders for you know more live actiony roles versus using you know Vin Diesel to say I am Groot. Yeah, three words. Well, he also says we are Groot. Okay, four words. So, well, no, it's five. Five. Because R. I know. Um. Still, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm totally on board. Like I said, there's plenty of more amazing voice actors I could have pulled from. There's, I could name tons of talented people, but none the case, you know, to go on forward with this. Uh, who would you have called at least? Who's your voice actor? I don't have one off the top of my head. I just don't. I don't think Spader was it. Um, a the guy who does Megatron on Transformers Prime. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy, who, or even the guy that does uh, Coffee Cup Bane said the guy that does the leader and from EMH. And then who's he, that? He's also the guy that voices one of the Transformers on Transformers Prime. I can't remember which one it is. Which one is it? Seth. Ratchet. Ratchet. There you go. On Transformers Prime, he would have been really good. I think he would have been better, better than Spader, because Spader only has one voice. And that's his voice. That's his voice, and he does a great. I mean, acting wise, I think he does a really great job. And you know the sound design on his voice, making him sound a little metallic and. You know, when he gets a bigger body, he makes it sound bigger. They did a great job, but I just, I'm not convinced about Spader's voice in general. Who would I pick? I don't know. Not James Spader. Were his cheeks speakers? I don't know. Like, did you see, like, Ultron when his mouth is, like, like, he has this, he had circle cheeks and he had kind of, like. Yeah, but when like, he gets it angry, felt very it goes cony. away. Yeah. But then they, the other thing with Ultron was, like, his lips we're doing stuff that metal can't really do. Like his lips, Ultron's lips were forming words. Metal can't do that. Unless it's in a liquid form, which it wasn't. Maybe he's like but other pieces everybody. of metal. Maybe like, I don't know, like teeth. Kind of that'll go up and down. As you make the go up and down motion with your hands. I was doing it. No, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't have another actor in mind, but Spader just doesn't seem right to me. For that i feel like they're trying to cast it's too commercial they're trying to cast big names in all the roles and you don't mm. need to let the story carry it i agree with you there's there there's there's plenty of actors that could have done it i'm gonna i'll go with you with that one i'll give you the, the but i don't think i think when you're doing this you're also taking away i feel like you're taking away from spader a bit too and spader, how am i taking away from and, spader i'm saying you did a great job i'm saying he wasn't the right choice how am I taking away from his his performance? Okay. I, his performance is good. I okay. don't think it was right for the role. That's not his fault. Okay. So how am I taking away from Spader? Okay. You're not taking away from Spader then. Okay. I don't believe you that you're saying that in truth because you still do think I'm taking away from Spader. I I feel like you're going against a good man who's done nothing to deserve this aggression. No, that's right, because I can't have an opinion that's, it's a, that's it's, different. It's, it's just a little aggressive opinion. How is it aggressive? You just yelled at me. 
Because you're not listening to what I'm saying. I am listening to what you're saying, but you're yelling at me. Yeah, but you're not listening to what I'm saying. You're hearing what so I'm saying, but you're not listening. You're going to yell at me? Yes. Okay, fine. Then That's I how this works. Then I agree with you, then. No, you don't. Well, what do you want from me? I want you to have an honest discussion with me about what's happening, but you won't because you won't listen to me, what I'm saying to you right now. Uh, he hits me when, when you guys leave. What? No, I don't. <laughs> Jeez. No, I'm not taking anything away from Spader. Spader did a great job. I keep on saying that. I think his acting is great. I don't think it was the right acting. I'm going to disagree with that. I, I, I agree with the idea that there there could have been a better voice. So I then how are, you, how are you? I'm just saying that I think James Spader did a good enough job that I could follow along and believe that he's Ultron and that he did great. That, At scene, any point, that scene where he goes and mid-speech and just rips up old Ultron body, walks in with new vibranium body, we just all in the theater with Black Widow were like, oh, crap, like, oh, my God. And I don't I don't know if anyone else could have done it like James Spader did it there, which was a great job. I give it to him. At any point did I say I can't imagine James Spader doing it, doing Ultron? At any point did I say that? Or no. did I say that there would have been better acting choices other than James Spader? You said there were better acting choices. Yeah. At any point did I say that he didn't do a good job? No. No. Yeah. Not paying attention to what I'm saying. You're putting words in my mouth. So, I have another theory for you because I don't want to talk about this anymore because you're just going to keep on not listening to me and telling me I say stuff. I have another theory for you. Ant-Man's coming out. Yes. When? Mm, July something. I forget the date. As a, as a, a, right now, for this taping, Ant-Man comes out. Where's your counter? I'm pulling it up right now. Ah. Waiting on it. And Any minute it now. is <laughs> 74 days, uh, one hour, 48 minutes, and 48 seconds. Okay, so this is not a fully fleshed out theory, but I'm just throwing this out there. Claw has all this vibranium, right? Mm-hmm. What if somehow Yellowjacket gets some of this vibranium and that's what his... Arms. Dr. Octopus arms are, and that's how Black Panther gets in this one. I don't gets think is, it, is he in this one? I don't know. I don't think he is. I don't think Black Panther's in this one. Well, even if he isn't, what if it's vibranium? Ooh. Mm. And maybe that's what uh, Ant-Man has to go steal. Maybe that's what they send him to steal. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because that would connect them. Again, I didn't say it was a great theory, but it's something. No, but it gives you, it gives it gives Scott continuity. Lang slash Paul Rudd, you know, something to steal. Yeah, and it gives us a continuity in the Marvel universe mm-hmm. or the MCU. Gives it a basis. Are you looking up if um, T'Challa is in it? T'Challa, T'Chaka, or who's in it? Yeah. Well, but Loki was supposed to be in. Age of Ultron and his stuff ended up on a cutting room floor. Yeah, well, they said it was it was too much and it would have it didn't make sense to have him in there. 
So I'm interested to see the the DVD or the Blu-ray release of the movie and see what ended up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, I want to see what they had to cut out because I know it was a really long movie and a lot more was going to possibly be in it. Yeah. So no, I'm totally interested to see what what was left out because I want to know. I want to see the scene with Loki in it. You know, I want to see a more extended stuff. Yeah, and because me, I could live with. Uh, I could live with a 10 hour long Avengers movie. Yes. And more Loki. Yeah. No, I, I thought that, I thought that the flashback with Thor was really good. Cause I think it kind of sets up Ragnarok. I thought that was good. Um, vision was awesome. I thought the vision stuff was really great. I like the phasing when they showed him fighting the Ultron bots. Yep. That was really good. The other thing I didn't like was the whole singing of the Pinocchio song. We get it. Disney owns Marvel. <laughs> Not necessary. I just thought that was a little... A little much? Yeah. Him saying there are no strings on me. Okay, cool. But singing the song? Like having the song in it? Me. Not a fan. And I thought the 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 bedroom scene with... Banner and and um, uh, Black Widow went on for far too long. That was too much. But no, oh yeah, I liked it. I may go see it again. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, we had a friend who watched it this weekend and told us there is no post credit. You know, just because we said on the special episode. Yeah, we didn't know if there was going to be one because they don't usually show the post credits at the media screenings. Yeah, it was just the mid-credits with Thanos. You know, Joss, Joss Whedon did say there wasn't going to be one. We all were just like, yeah, okay, wink, wink. Okay, I have mm-hmm. another question for you. So in the mid-credits sequence, again, if you haven't seen the movie, why are you listening to this? You should go watch the movie right now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the mid credit sequence, Thanos has the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. The Infinity Gauntlet is supposed to be in Asgard because we see it in Thor. Mm-hmm. We see it in the throne room. We see it in the throne trophy room. So how, how does, he get does it? Thanos get it? Maybe Loki gives it to him. Remember, he did work for him. Yeah, but Loki was kicked out of Asgard. No, he, and at the end of Dark World, we see that. Oh, yeah. That's not Odin yeah. sitting at the table, at the chair. Because a lot of people I heard were saying that that's Ragnarok has already happened. No. That's why that's why Thanos has it. No, Loki's <laughs> got to give it to him because Loki worked for him. That's in the first Avengers movie. Because the Chitari are given to him by uh, Thanos. Well, by the others. Through, by well, the, the Thanos dude, through the others. The the other guy who's the... The six-fingered guy that gets killed by Ronan. Yeah, in the in yeah. Guardians movie. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think of that. I had forgotten about that. Because I kind of th- feel like Loki... In Avengers is working for Thanos indirectly, but working for Thanos. But then in Thor two, I feel like he's not really. He's only working for himself. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I didn't make that connection. One, he's doing it for himself. Avengers, he's working for Thanos. Uh, two, he's working for himself again. Yeah. So. Well, but so then at the end of Thor two, then why would he give? The Infinity Gauntlet to, to Thanos. To apologize to Thanos about, like, you know... Because he was supposed to take over Earth. Yeah, but him. if I pissed off Thanos, I wouldn't want to go anywhere near him. Give him the gauntlet, and he's fine now. Because yeah. he needs that with all the stones. Yeah. 
can't get Earth, but here's the gauntlet. Here's the thing you need to control, the Infinity Stone. Now, I haven't watched, you know, I watched the beginning of Thor, but I didn't see the throne room stuff with the Infinity Gauntlet. In Thor, does it have all the stones on it? No. I don't it doesn't. Think so. Okay. I don't think so. I'm going to I'm gonna go back we'll look and look it up. it up. Yeah. You know, but I don't think so. Okay. I didn't know. Oh, we'll let our producer let us know in a second. Yeah, I wasn't sure. So, I, I didn't know if it was, because if it was, then that throws a whole nother wrench. But, you know, it's comics, so we can retcon anything. And we can say, no. We did use, say Use that. my force power. No, that wasn't, that wasn't actually the Infinity Gauntlet. It was a replica. Because I'm Odin, and I can do that. Yeah. Do you have any theories this week? Hmm. Not at the top of my head right now. I'm still trying to process everything that happened and, you know, trying to find all my Easter eggs in uh, in the movie, of course, as you just heard. Trying to go and trying to think, break down what's what. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Claw gets his hand, his arm cut off. So That's an homage to Empire. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh... Yeah, I don't have any more theories. So next week, our episode is... What EMH episode is it? No, but it does have the center stone on it. Which one is the and center stone? We don't know what it is. It's blue. Okay. So that could be the No, cosmic. it actually... If you look in the running scene, it looks like it has all the stones on it. <gasps> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm looking at it right here. Yeah. All right. So next week, our episode at EMH is what? Uh, everything is wonderful. And that is issue ten. We're at the big one zero for for issues. So yeah. thank you to all our fans for continuing to listen, and thank you to our new fans that have just started listening. Let's get some more fans. Fill out those iTunes uh, recommendations and stars review us. Do yep. this also on Stitcher. Do this on Podomatic. Do this on any way form you're listening to us. Um, also, go like us on Facebook. Uh, like us on uh, follow us on Twitter and follow us on Tumblr. Yeah, and send us a message with your crazy theories about stuff that's going to happen, or you think that's going to happen, or if you have questions for us about what we think is going to happen or the MCU or anything comics related, drop us a line at weareemh.com is our website. Weareemh.com or you can do whatever the social media stuff is that Eric just said. So Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Yeah, and we will see you next time for the next issue of We Are EMH. Thanks for listening. We never get introduced like this. Spencer's always like, oh, I'm recording as we're talking. Go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to issue eight. Is it eight? Nine. It's nine? Or is it eight? It's not ten, because the special issue doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs>